Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking about we demons. Just, yeah, we just talking. talking about demons. Yeah. My demons. <laughs> Eternal drama of our salvation playing out from the beginning of creation. Our faith itself is inherently dramatic. Dramatic. It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. And yet this is how our God loves. He loves. He wants all right welcome back to dramatic catholics we are back you're back i'm back yes i've been gone for two episodes but it's okay yeah it's okay i got sicky sick so um we're back yeah mm-hmm. it was uh pretty tragic i know we missed I was you. quarantine for like a week yeah so yeah you're almost gone two weeks <laughs> yeah a week and a half wow yeah did you know i was sick i did Hmm. <laughs> she said, didn't you say nothing? Like <laughs> Did you even know I was sick? Of course I knew you were sick. I've been praying for you. That's why I got better. I've been asking sure. all the angels and saints to come to your aid. Thanks. We have Father Andrew on today. Yeah, if you didn't. Hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah I'm Ooh, sure you're That should be a segment. Guess who? Just by their voice. It's me. <laughs> I didn't get that much deeper. <laughs> I tried. I really tried to go deeper, but... I think your voice can be distinguished. Mm-hmm. Oh, it can? Yeah. yeah. Like, if Very I were to hear your... Yeah, like, if I were to hear your voice, like, over the phone, I would know it's you. Interesting. No mm-hmm. caller ID necessary. Yeah. <laughs> With other people, that isn't the case? No, sometimes. Sometimes, got Brian, sometimes Brian will call my sister, <laughs> and I'll pick it up, and he'll think I'm her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been told that we sound alike. Mm. So that's why I say you have a unique voice. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was made to. Made for me. Yeah. It was made for this podcast. Made, made hey, for this podcast. Boom. <laughs> here well, we are. Since you're here, can you lead us in an opening prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, Father and of the, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you are good, and all that you have created is good and gives you praise. We ask that you pour forth your spirit into our hearts this day, that we may praise your name, that we may love and serve you in this life and in the next. May we be protected by you. May you send your angels and saints to come to our aid, to help us grow closer to you and to make knowledge of you uh, the fruit of our hearts and of our hands and of our labor. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord in the name of the Father, and of the Son, Son and, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. So in honor of spooky season starting very soon, yeah. we're going to, we figured we'd talk about the scary stuff. Get <laughs> mm, yeah, right into it. It's okay. It's not too spooky. And we're, we're not in October yet. Yeah. But we're just about to be. Right. So I think it's fitting. We're going to be talking about demons today. We mm-hmm. are. Because apparently, Esme has a, a good... I like and then I want to say good. Interested. I'm just interested. Mm. Uh, I've been watching a lot of podcasts and videos about demonology, you know, because there's always something new to learn. The study of demons. Yeah, for this, those. yeah, the study of demons. There's always something new to learn. And, you know, I was interested about angels and demons because, you know, I feel like we don't really get to talk about them as much. And I think it's pretty important. Yeah, I know when I was teaching RE when i was young that's like right off the bat that's something kids are interested in is angels and demons yeah. so mm. i had to do because they're real yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. In fact, just the questions. other day i had third graders come up to me and ask where do the angels come from and you see what are the demons mm-hmm. who are they yeah where they come from exactly and i think that's a good place to start yeah, you yeah. Th- what did you tell them yeah how would yeah, you break yeah. that down for them for a third grader had mm, mm. my third grader mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
I first told them, you know, whose demons are we talking about? <laughs> he said, mine demons? The ones in the afterlife? Or, <laughs> or, my, personal? or my personal ones? <laughs> he said, let's talk about both. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we will talk about both. Yeah. I think a good place to start when it comes to angels and demons is that they really come from one place, and that's the fall of the angels. Yeah. And They're fallen all angels. of the demons were at once angels and your next question might be okay well then who are the angels well they're messengers of god and they're pure spirit they're different than humans where we have bodies and souls we're a composite of both angels are pure spirit pure soul and they are messengers of god their identity is in their mission to bring god's word to light bring it to men so that it can be understood and when they strive away from that because they have free will they fall and the angels fell when lucifer Mm -hmm. one of god's angels decided that instead of serving god he wanted to reign by himself and that was the first act of free will that an angel used against god and in doing so that created now what we call demons, these fallen angels. And I think that's important because it points out two things. One is that these beings called demons don't exist on their own, as if from the beginning of time when God created the world, there were things that were waging war against God. Mm. We have to remember in our Christian understanding that everything has been created by God Mm -hmm. and God did not create anything that came to be without knowing it, without loving it, without it being good. Yeah. So he didn't create demons separately. No. No, they're just fallen angels. Like he didn't create evil. Yeah, he didn't create evil. Yeah. And so therefore the demons don't exist as kind of this other force that exists in the world to wage war against god and because of that they're locked in eternal conflict and because of that even today two thousand years after jesus there are still demons around the earth and it's because they're always going to be opposed to god they will always be opposed to god Mm -hmm. but because of their own free will and choice choice. to turn away from him yeah it was a choice that god was like okay like because again he's not going to force you to love him Mm -hmm. or to follow him he gave them basically like what they wanted if they wanted separation from him that's what he gave them even part of talking about that so we're preparing and <laughs> what we're going to talk about today but uh one of my catechists has sent uh, a video the title of it like it was had to do with like exorcisms he was like hey um, i want to show this video to my class this week i'm like but i saw the title i was like i don't know <laughs> He said, uh, that to a bunch of high schoolers. <laughs> but I was listening to it, and it was really good. It wasn't anything spooky or anything like that. But his name is Father John. They didn't say his last name. They didn't disclose his last name. But he's an exorcist for one of the dioceses. And we have to remember, like, with angels and demons, they're different than us in, like, in terms of our free will. We can always, yeah, we fall, and then we go back, and we go to confession. We can, like, be reunited with God. But angels and demons are different in the fact that like their decision is is final they Mm -hmm. can't they can't yeah it's permanent they can't go back like so we have these demons who are now eternally separated essentially from god and they don't want us to have a relationship with him out of this like pride and envy you know that's their that's their goal is to Mm. i mean kind of like if i can't have the lord you can't either like no one can right it's like that i'm gonna separate you from him there's a great line in the catechism that talks about that that says that satan or the devil 
and the other demons are fallen angels who have freely refused to serve God and his plan. And so their choice against God is definitive, kind of like what you're saying, Mm -hmm. permanent and eternal one. And then it says they try to associate human beings in their revolt against God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that also lets us know that Yeah, their act was definitive and permanent, but then in their revolt against God, they are trying to gather legions and armies of other beings and created spirits, things that God has created. They're trying to get the creation to turn against its creator. Mm -hmm. That's their goal. Yeah. And And so it's not to say that it's an eternal thing happening in heaven and in this cosmos that exists so far away from my reality, but to say in some way, they're working against heaven and earth to bring all of God's creation to revolt yeah. against its creator, God, the Father, our Heavenly Father. And so it does touch our reality. It, it is something that can become close to us, that, right. that wants to draw nearer to us, to associate us in revolting, rebelling against God. Yeah. And that's like what we're dealing with now, like as human beings in our nature, is although we're not possessed you know like we're not we don't need like an exorcism like that and we'll talk about that later on but it's like we are fighting these demons in our day-to-day life and that's called temptation you know like we obviously we're born with original sin we deal with sin every day we we sin every day but because of that decision from you know the the fall and all those things like now we we deal and it's like funny to say but we deal with our own demons like every day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just thought that was like that's probably gonna be the episode yeah dealing with our demons Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's it's true and that goes back to the first demon right right satan who then tempts adam and eve and that was the first moment that sin and death it says entered the yeah. world and entered adam and eve right because they weren't created with sin or with evil mm-hmm. right. evil came to them from without yeah. but now in our human context now all these years later because of that original sin i've now got a propensity for evil and sin that comes to me from within right not just from without it came from without at the beginning of time with adam and eve but now for me for esme for delilah for all of us listening sin and evil come to us more from within than it does from without yeah that those demons then don't exist maybe as kind of like you can you can pick them out walking around Mm -hmm. they reside in in kind of an invisible way but they're real yeah right and you you get a sense of its realness (laughs) when it comes to what are you tempted to to turn away from god yeah or what's the thing in the back of your mind that causes you causes you to disbelieve god or like all of the other fallen angels to say you know what lord i would rather follow my own designs rather than yours i would rather live my own life rather than the one that you gave me i know you created me but i'm the pinnacle of my life yeah i'm what i'm supposed to i'm meant to live for not you yeah what was interesting when I was listening to this video he was kind of like breaking down like practically like how like a demon how they affect you yeah and he was saying that they don't have the power to read our thoughts but they have almost this like radical perception of you like they can read 
your body language they can read you and just like how you how you live your everyday life almost like a like a mother mm-hmm. who will come in and maybe her child is like upset from like a bad school like i know my mom was like that like she knew <laughs> there was something wrong or mm-hmm. i was upset before even me even saying anything and so in in kind of that same way they're very perceptive they can see when you're in a bad place and what your weaknesses are just based upon like your your pattern you know and they'll act on that mm-hmm. yeah it sounds creepy to say it this way but it's like they're they are lurking Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're watching your move. And it's not to scare people, but it's like it's also the reality, you know, like they're mm-hmm. they're not they're bullies. Like they'll pick on you to see like if you'll fall into that temptation. Sometimes we do fall into that temptation, but I know it sounds creepy. But they're <laughs> but they're lurking. You know? I know when I read it, I was yeah, like, they're lur- it makes gross. you feel like <laughs> ill, like just yeah. knowing because it, it's like the thought of like so they're looking at me right now, studying me, you know? Yeah. And it's like, the reality is like, yeah, yeah, they are. But at the same time, like, that shit, don't let that overpower or let it, let it scare you. Because what's good to remember is that there is a God who has won the battle already. Yeah. 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 That sounds like St. Paul to me when he says the devil prowls around mm-hmm. like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if those are the demons, then that means, well they don't exist because they just like tormenting them i mean they exist because they come from satan yeah who really doesn't care about you he just cares about everything that's against god and if he can associate you with that he's like hey (laughs) no and yeah but in that sense then saint paul says well what's the antidote how do you Mm. how do you flee from that how do you run away how do you hide yourself from the devil to hide yourself and remain in christ and he says Stay close to God, mm-hmm. and God will be close to you. Yeah. If you flee from the devil, and you resist him, and you run to the Lord, you run to the sacraments, you run to your relationship with the Lord, who has loved everything, even the fallen angels, Yeah. without end. And he loves them knowing that through their own choice, they will never turn back to him. You run to that loving God, he's going to protect you 10,000 mm-hmm. times more than the yeah. demons can attack you exactly it's like going to that's the fortress man yeah <laughs> i like how you mentioned i'm going to the sacraments especially confession uh <sighs> confession that's like a little exorcism every time you go because in confession what happens is you you're getting washed away from your sins and you are trying to become a better person go closer to god so how do you yeah. fight your demons <laughs> get stay prayed up stay close to god and go to confession mm. And go to the sacraments. Yeah. yeah. Since you mentioned exorcism, can you touch on that? Like, what is an exorcism? Yeah. So, an exorcism is an expulsion of any demon or demonic possession in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a mm-hmm. public act. And so, like, as me was saying, there's a lot of little exorcisms that happen within the life of the church, within the life of the sacraments. There's many exorcisms in confession, when you're forgiven of your sins in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. right? And the priest is saying, you know, I absolve you of your sins. May God grant you pardon and peace. There's also exorcisms that take place for baptisms. And it goes back to Jesus himself who went around and was expelling demons that were taking over the lives of those who would then become his disciples and followers. One man in particular was chained up in the tombs in a mountain and was screaming and 
hurting himself and his neighbors had kind of chained him up to keep him from terrorizing them and Jesus is the only one that gets close to him and because of he get because he gets close to them to this man he sets the demon free and the man is then sitting in his right mind it says in the gospel of mark and so those little exorcisms happen in baptism when we're washed away by original sin and Jesus puts us in a right mind, right relationship. He washes away the stain of original sin for anyone who's baptized. And because of that, gives them this newness of life, this newness of spirit, this right relationship, restores that initial relationship that he had with them before the fall. And then there's exorcisms that take place in the anointing of the sick. Mm. And, uh, and those exorcisms maybe are of a different nature, but it's expelling all that is evil, all that is unholy, and all that is sinful, and all that is causing illness for someone, and expelling it in the name of the Lord Jesus, that, as the rite says, he may raise you and lift you up, mm. set you free, save you from your sins. And that's something that I give to people in the hospitals and in nursing homes, rehab centers. demons like can you personally invite them yeah. into your life yeah and how do we do that yeah yeah i think that's a good thing to ask especially during this time of mm-hmm. thing we talk about halloween yeah. like what's good what there's a lot of well and we'll have different episodes on that i mm-hmm. think that would be something separate but how do we discern what is what is evil from what is good yeah there, there's a lot of different ways where we can engage in evil both purposely and i think unintentionally too yeah for sure which is pretty trippy and i think we have to be on guard in that way yeah and i remember i don't remember what the show was called but my family used to watch it but it was like it was about a medium yeah she would go up to different people like hey like do you have someone in your life that like recently died or and then she'll give like details on the person mm-hmm. and and when i was watching this video on demonology he was talking about how demons could like very well use people's grief in a way mm. to yeah to enter into their lives in that way so that's crazy which i thought was interesting mm. yeah just i think we have to question what is good and what is not and he mentioned that jesus never spoke through or there's no history in the church that jesus spoke through a person in that way like yeah we we say like to each other like yeah the the lord is working through you like for sure but in a way as like a medium would engage with the dead mm. the lord has not done that in any way so we have to question its legitimacy it's like no i don't think that that is in a source of of evil that we can enter allow enter into our lives yeah you know and i think that's hard because people are usually really vulnerable like mm-hmm. when during that death, time yeah, yeah. Death in the family and yeah of course you want to like reconnect with the loved one but i think that's when we have to also be prudent and keep our guard up with things like that where did i hear it was from the video i saw a video too about exorcism and all those things and it was he was basically saying like when you go to like fortune tellers or to get your palm read or mm-hmm. like uh, mediums or things like that 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 opens up i guess like a um she's like i want to say portal yeah <laughs> But like it opens up a doorway. A doorway. That's a good word. Thank you, Father. (laughs) A doorway for demons to now take advantage of your vulnerability and because that person is already vulnerable and has allowed themselves to feel like this person can help them Mm -hmm. that 
it, it's it's gonna be hard for them to get out of that mm-hmm. to like see differently because of what they just allowed to happen and i thought that was like bruh <laughs> sorry if i said bruh but it's like <laughs> like it's crazy because it's i mean you can get out of that but it's like now it's like a a hold in the video too they were talking about obsession oppression and possession so the oppression would be like the person going to this fortune teller Mm -hmm. you know allowing that doorway to be open and then them trying to get out of that so just say like the person was like realize that this isn't it and they want to follow god's way and his will and they're trying to come back to god but they have like that that attachment still Mm -hmm. so that's where the obsession comes in because that's where the demons are you know they have a hold of this person and a vulnerability with the obsessions it can turn into a possession Mm -hmm. because the demons have such a a hold of this person that the person's having a hard time to let go that that's where it can get to a -hmm. possession i don't know if that makes sense Mm. Like, yeah. No, it does make sense. Yeah. No, that does make sense. The image I have is is kind of a like uh, astronomy and kind of space. Yeah. So you have two like bodies, like the sun and maybe another star that's of the equal size of the sun. Well, they're gonna have this huge gravitational pull. Mm-hmm. Right, because the sun's got its own orbit. But let's say you're orbiting around the sun, and your path leads you kind of closer to this other gravitational body. There's gonna be a moment where it's gonna kind of pull you. You're gonna feel caught. Mm-hmm. and tugged between the two yeah and let's say you get closer to the other gravitational body it's going to be a lot harder for you to come back to home base mm-hmm. you know and let's say home base is god the father god the son and god the holy spirit you're now heading in a direction where it's pulling you closer and closer to maybe things that maybe aren't demons but doorways pathways to the demons yeah mm-hmm. the more we get sucked into those the more it's going to be harder for us to then leave and i think maybe what you guys are saying is that a lot of people don't recognize how dangerous yes. that can become and they yes. think it's just kind of fun to get my palm read or yeah, even go to a fortune teller or yeah, like tarot it's cards. psychic activity like give me something uh, tell me about my life in a way right. that's gonna like but no, the crazy thing is everyone can do it now like you can go to barnes and noble and there's a whole mm-hmm. section of like you can buy tarot cards and i'm just like what is this like yeah it, but you know i'm sorry I'm just what's shocked. interesting though about <laughs> about tarot cards and, and other things like that though is i feel like they're really not giving you much yeah it's more just kind of like what your mind is making of it mm-hmm. and the psychic or the palm reader is like taking your life and really not giving a perspective like god mm-hmm. really but like just reading you your wanna, life for yeah. you in a way that you want it to be read exactly yeah, yeah. kind of like what you want to hear mm-hmm. which goes to scripture and in the old testament paul saul king saul before king david went to a medium Mm -hmm. and he turned it was uh, god saw it as an act of defiance he said you didn't trust me you went to a medium but it wasn't because the medium was proposing anything that was like against god it was more that you shared your heart and your soul with something that really couldn't Mm -hmm. fulfill you or give you the purpose or the meaning that you were looking for so at worst or at best it's really just like Eh. <laughs> right not as not on the level of god at worst it possesses you and takes a hold of you and becomes the thing that then drives your life away from god and further towards satan and his legion 
of demons. Yeah. So for our listeners who may be confused as to why this is something we should stay away from is because it's, it's us putting the lack of trust in God right. and God asks us to trust him. And this like constant need to like, control. I mean, I yeah. think we all have that, but I think when you're not what uh, the video I was listening to, kind of the way he put it was, if faith is not something that's normally part of your life, then you're kind of like in the midst of a war that you don't even know you're supposed to be fighting. Mm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like how he put it. I think the measure is more about your running to him rather than your amount of trust. Yeah. Like, you could have little trust in that, yet if you run to the Lord in every moment, the Lord's going to swoop you up in his arms and say, I got you covered. Yeah. Why did you ever have to doubt, right? He delights in the smallness of faith that allows him to do the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. But for us, we so often say well i don't have trust or you know there there is so much going on in my life even aside from faith in our spiritual lives there's already like a daily battle that we go Mm -hmm. on in our mind Mm -hmm. even just to like get away from negative self-talk yeah right and and if that's the battle that then faith kind of compounds that issue Mm -hmm. because i don't even it doesn't even need to be about me and god for me to have problems with myself I do that just fine on my own. Okay, exactly. He said, I bring it upon myself. (laughs) That's so true, though. I don't need God to reveal that to me. What I need God (laughs) to do is reveal to me how he's at work and present and living in and through that weakness. Yeah. And allowing him to to take it over. Mm -hmm. For sure. You Hearing you talk about that, it reminds me of a conversation I had with a teen yesterday. And he said, um, and it's kind of like on topic, but not on topic. He, he, one of our questions that we asked the teens is like, what is, why do you struggle with having connection with God? And he was like, because it's overwhelming. Hmm. Like just the fact that like knowing that I need to have a relationship with God can be overwhelming. So I go to other things mm-hmm. to like ignore that overwhelming feeling of this connection that I know I need to have with God. So yeah. the, I don't know if that, if that feeling is a feeling <sighs> that, yeah, that people feel that, you know what, cause this is too much. I'm just going to go to this. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with mm. God taking over my life. I mean, if that's as the catechism says, that's that's the doorway to to entering the territory of the demons. Is uh, it's just too much. I'm, God's just too much, and I, you know, I just I'm better off just doing it my own yeah. way. Because if I do go to Him, He's gonna mm-hmm. ask me to do mm-hmm. things that are hard, like maybe remind myself how good and how loving I am. Like, ugh. Who wants to to spend five minutes in prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament thinking about that? (laughs) I'd rather think about my anxiety. I'd rather think Mm -hmm. about how terrible of a job I can do at XYZ or how much I'm suffering from mental illness, which even in the realm of like mental health, I think we get that wrong. Like, what does it mean to be mentally healthy? If you go to the gym and you work out, your body's going to be sore. But even not going to the gym, you're, you could wake up and just your body's just like aching. <laughs> you just hit 25 and you're like, right. it's all downhill from there. And it goes back to battling and, and your so, own demons. Well, and, and what I think it reminds us of is that even when we're not, even if we don't really think we're in a good or bad day, we just wake up and our lives are off. Mm-hmm. And so then for mental fitness and staying away from demons and running to the Lord means allowing myself to see like my own mental emotional spiritual well-being as maybe there's going to be some days that are just crappy yeah that are overwhelming 
and can I bring that to the Lord? Can I just like sit in that and claim it and own it mm-hmm. yes, rather than looking for someone else to claim it and own it and write the narrative for me? Yeah. And I think that's what's the issue is like mm-hmm. of everything, like when it comes to like fortune tellers, mediums, all these things is that I'm like, looking what is for your, someone else to write the narrative. Yeah. Like where, like what disposition are you in right now that you feel the need to, to turn to these things? What's also interesting because we have to look at both. Like there's, there's, yes, there's angels and there's good and there's evil and there's bad. And just as like we see things like like miracles and how God tries to reveal himself to us, I would say in a similar way, but like in a way that's counterfeit, the way the devil works, like it's not original. Like he's a created being, like everything that he does or tries to manip- manipulate, like there's there's never a fullness of truth there. Like there's always missing, like he, he shows you like the shiny, nice apple but he doesn't reveal like the consequences to that right so it's like a half truth he's trying to like sell you this counterfeit Mm -hmm. truth Mm -hmm. essentially and yeah i just thought that was interesting in a in a part of the the podcast when going back to these these people who are are mediums or like fortune tellers and how demons are a part of that right and the scary kind of thing is he said that someone can be possessed in the gifts that the devil gives the possessed person right in these in these mediums or fortune tellers and give them some knowledge of previous things or an understanding of the future but there's always a huge price with that that Mm. he doesn't mention Mm. and i thought that was really profound like god gives us gifts because like he is he is a creator yeah but in terms of the devil and like these so-called gifts that he gives people yeah the devil can like bestow in a way like gifts to someone who is possessed but not in a way that's like he created it right so Mm. yeah so it's it's because they have this deep perception like weren't they're not bound by a body like we are so it's not like they know more than god or they're more powerful than god in any way it's that they have a different perception than you and i do Mm -hmm. as far as like they are not bound by a body they are spiritual beings so they can see not essentially like in the future someone how someone explained it like as me if you're just like you're standing here and then i'm say i'm on a plane above you like we're kind of like in the same spot right but i can i have a a broader view of what's around me so it might look like that i know more so say someone stole your purse on the ground right here and but i can see that person running away from you mm. it's not that i have more knowledge of you i have a better perception of like what is going on just because of my view of things so mm. it's not that the demon has it more power in any way or that he really has any powers to give when he has a hold on a particular person in regards to like mediums or fortune tellers it's just his view in being what he was in an angelic being the view that was god's view mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah and that he still retains because he's on mm-hmm. he's an angelic being mm-hmm that's good. I like that. Did you? Yeah, because the devil doesn't have gifts at his disposal no, except that which God has already given and bestowed. It's kind of like he's he's rubbing gene. He's going dumpster diving. Right, and trying to collect mm. what was out left. of what God's already given Dang. us. Exactly. Which is definition of perversion of the good. He mm-hmm. tricked you. Mm-hmm. He got exactly. Nothing. So I think that's an important thing to know about about those things that they really don't have anything. Power. Yeah. They have no power over yeah. us. It's they have the power that we attribute to them. Exactly. So I guess, Esme, Delilah, where do we go from here? 
Like, what if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, maybe I am experiencing some kind of force from these evil spirits in my life. Mm -hmm. Maybe personally, but then maybe they're coming to me and I experience them in my house or around me like how do i how do i run how do i run to jesus what what should i do i mean i would recommend if it's really heavy on your heart and it's something that you know that you are seeking to get help in contact your church contact your parish ask to speak to a priest and start with a confession i mean we're always here and in fact i do a lot of house blessings for people and they tell me either something's going on that they just feel off or even other people will say you know like i've got you know relatives that just are experiencing some dark shadows or see figures or any of those things and i think whenever i go to a house blessing it's always kind of a mini exorcism because we're mm-hmm. we're proclaiming the name of christ and bap- and reminding us of our baptism with water and the water blesses the house every every room every part of the house is touched with christ's presence and because of that it's a it's a mini exorcism. Yes, it's not at the level of like the diocese where right. if you're experiencing some possession in your home, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe you would reach out to the diocese. And they can get some yeah, they can yeah. at the very least you can always come to us and yeah, there's always and help. ask for prayers and you know, even invoke the saints and the angels and to make that a part of your family prayer. Mm-hmm. Maybe your family is wondering what how we do we pray as a family? Maybe that's a good way to start kind of Ask for the angels and saints intercession. Before I was prepping for this podcast, I totally sprinkled my whole room with holy water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I totally did. I get really bad dreams, that's why. Yeah. I really do. I get really scary yeah. bad dreams and holy water. Are, yeah, holy water. Yeah, I didn't wanna I, I didn't to wanna have a do doorway that. open. Mm. Yeah, I need to go As home I, and do I, that now. I'm reading this. And maybe that's something to kinda end with. How can we both be equipped, right, in recognizing evil? but still not giving it power, right? How can we remember that goodness and the Lord always prevails, I guess would be the question. Number one would be recognizing that Christ has everything under his dominion. Mm-hmm. That as much as the forces of evil and Satan and his legion of demons, fallen angels, exert power and influence over us, and that's why there is temptation, Christ's power and the grace that comes from his presence, especially in the sacraments, is 10 times more powerful. Mm -hmm. And so to recognize that everything in our life is under the domain of Christ. There's nothing that doesn't happen that he doesn't know. It's not like the angels are able, the fallen angels are able to act without Christ and God knowing. Yeah. They've got the tracker on them, so to speak. They know where they are, right? Mm So it's a matter of us following after those who already know where they are to keep us free from them and then to also shore up any weaknesses. Yeah. And maybe there's a way in which I can make an examination of conscience daily Mm. just to clear my own mind and my heart. You know, where is it that I'm being pulled to negative or evil spirits or, you know, negative thinking or the... The demons in my own personal life. How can I expel those mm-hmm. daily? Just been calling them to mind and then placing them in God's presence and asking Jesus to drive that away. There's a little mini prayer that I like to pray from time to time as kind of a exorcism. And I build it in as an examination of conscience, especially at night before I go to bed. That's when everything's kind of fresh and yeah. my mind's still thinking about the day. And so right before I go to bed, I usually pray and 
recall what happened that day. Where was God present? Where did I fail to see him? Um, and I usually pray this little prayer. So if you want to join me in maybe yeah. praying this prayer, it can be our, our closing, our closing prayer. prayer. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It goes like this. Jesus, living in Mary, come and live in us by the spirit of holiness, the fullness of your power, the perfection of your ways, the truth of your virtues, and the communication of your mysteries. Triumph over all hostile powers by your spirit, for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father, for joining us on this first spooky season. Anytime. Yeah. Spooky. (laughs) This is not the end of the series. So we'll catch you on the flip. This was Father Andrew on Dramatic Catalyst. (laughs) Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. I don't know what I was going to say. God said you're getting too close. (laughs) (laughs) He said, speak speak more about me. (laughs) Come back back to me. Give this woman clear mind. I know. (laughs) Clear heart.